Hi, North Star Big Book listeners. I'm going to be doing some recordings of my North Star Big Book meeting that I hold every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. We are going to be virtually doing our meeting indefinitely for years and years and years to come because I can't even tell you how incredible it is to connect with people from all over the world and get to go to the big book together. So what you're gonna be hearing on these recordings is just gonna be me, because I'm not going to be having anyone else's voice on here. So you'll be hearing edited out portions and me taking the listener through the big book. I wanna invite all of you to join us every Thursday night at seven Eastern, and all of the information will be in the episode notes. Also, next week is gonna be the beginning of the big book again. So please join us for the entire series. Here, this is my favorite meeting in the whole world. North Star Big Book is a big book study where we slowly and methodically take apart the juicy treasure map that was left for us by the first 100 men and women who almost all died sober. And the reason why we go through it so slowly is because there's so much information in here that has so much guidance for us. And every single time I go through it, I find something new. And I love doing it with other people because I open it up to you to share your good stuff and ask questions. If you are new or you've never gone through the book in the steps and you have a sponsor or you don't have a sponsor, please give yourself the best gift of your life and ask somebody here or elsewhere who's going through the book, who's gone through the book, who's continuously doing this work out of the book to please walk with you and show you the way. That is our responsibility here. I think of it as like a life Sherpa up a mountain and I do not want to climb a deadly mountain with someone who's never climbed it before. And so my responsibility today is to make sure that I keep offering that to other people. And while my dance card is currently full with sponsees, there are tons of men and women on here that are awesome. So please make it your responsibility to put your name in this group chat so you can let us know. Um, I want everybody to know that the way that we do this, like I said, we go slow. And after every two paragraphs, I stop and I ask, does anyone have a question or a comment? And there's no rules about how many times you can comment or question. We want to hear from all of you because everyone has something to add. And there's no question that you should be embarrassed about asking. This is a inclusive, loving, accepting place. The best thing I can tell you is that there is no... For me, there's never been like, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it like this for the rest of my life. I think, oh, this is how I should do it. And then I go, oh, crap, there's new stuff that I need to be incorporating. Or I thought this is how you sponsor. And I sponsored like this, like addition or subtraction for this many years. And then someone teaches me how to do long division. And now I do long division. So it's just about deeper and more. And as if it was, this is one of my favorite ideas. If you had a kid and your kid was in the third grade and the kid teachers called you and they were like, here's the deal. We have to have a meeting. We're really concerned your kid's reading at a kindergarten level. All sorts of skills and tutoring and help would come that way. And you guys would do everything you could to make sure your kid had what they needed to get up to the, the next level where they were at, you know, growth. And then if they were in fifth grade, they said, oh, they're still at a second grade level now it would keep intervening. But what we don't do as adults who are recovered and recovering 
are we don't stop and ask ourselves, what level am I at spiritually? Am I growing spiritually? Am I doing the same things I was doing at two years that I'm doing at 10 years? Is there any addition to the growth? And if there isn't, then that's on me. That's what the 11th step has always taught me is that we use the skeleton of 86 through 88 to always have that on the table of my morning meditation, my morning pages, 86 through 88, and my nighttime and my constant talk. But what I want to do, whether it's drum circles or go to religion or, you know, go for a run or be out in nature and go for a hike, whatever it is that works for you, that's our responsibility to go out there and find it and share it with other people because that's the beauty of this program is it just never ends. So I want to welcome everybody. We are on page 161. We're almost done with a vision for you. For those who are wondering, oh my God, what's next? We start all the way over because it never ends. And we start from the very beginning. So next week we'll probably be doing that. And this meeting is going to be virtual forever. So you're all welcome forever. And I can't wait to get started. We're on a vision for you, page 161. And we were just talking about what our home group needs to be like, just to review it says on the bottom of 160, we wanted to have a very practical approach to their problems, the absence of intolerance. So this is how we want to behave at our meeting. We want to not be intolerant of other people and their views. We want to be informal. We want to have genuine democracy. We want to have uncanny understanding. And that becomes irresistible. So I was talking about it last week that I used to be part of a home group that I loved, but I started being uncomfortable with the content and the discussions back and forth with our home group did not end up going so well. And I had to make a really challenging decision um, to change what I was doing because ultimately my responsibility as a recovered sober member of Alcoholics Anonymous is to make sure that everyone that's coming to the meeting feels safe and that it's a haven, which is what they literally talked about on 160. So it says on 161, um, I underlined the way top, they would leave elated by the thought of what they could now do for some stricken acquaintance and his family. And here's the deal. If we're not talking about the responsibility and the glory and the joy of what it's like to show up and be there for others, then no one's going to understand that our responsibility and that from it, we get everything we could possibly imagine and not imagine. So I wrote on the top of 161, we need to walk away thinking of what we can do for others, which is definitely not something that I ever walked around thinking about. And when my sponsor would joke about it and she said when she was told when she was new, you know, you're going to get to help other people. And she was like, I don't want to help other people. Right. So like, if you don't want to help other people, welcome to AA. Um, Nobody cares because no one cares what you want to do truly like we don't care how you feel about the things that we tell you that we are doing together in order to get sober we only care what you're doing with them because nobody ever gave me a plaque for my intentions and no one ever gave me anything for the things I thought they only cared about what I did and that's actually one of the most beautiful parts of Alcoholics Anonymous is that You can hate every single moment of every meeting. You can think your sponsor is stupid when they tell you what to do in the book and the steps. You can complain the entire time. You'll still get the same results. You'll still get the benefit. You'll still grow and and get strong. And that's the beauty of AA. It says on on 161, they had seen miracles and one was to come to them. They had visioned, I underline, uh, it says the great reality and that's a capital. Whenever they have capital letters like that, that's another word for God great reality, their loving and all-powerful creator, which is also another one. And I wrote next to that, through working the 12 steps. 
So through working the 12 steps, this is how this happens. You don't just discover it. You have to actually work the 12 steps. And I think I mentioned it last week, but I spoke to a woman the other day and she told me another name for God that I've never heard before was Gus. And I just love it. And it's Gus stands for God, universe, and spirit. So she's like, and Gus took me to this meeting. And I was like, that is so cool. It says, I want to see one. Now this house will hardly accommodate its weekly visitors for they number 60 or 80 as a rule. I underlined alcoholics are being attracted from far and near. So that's another question I want to ask myself. Is the message that I'm offering attractive? I don't want to be somebody that is shoving the answer down someone's throat. I don't want to tell people this is the only way to do it. I want to use a lot of eyes and not a lot of use and talk about what works for me. And that's also why I don't come to every meeting dropping off all my problems. I do that in an inventory with my sponsor and I show up at the meeting and talk about the solution because I'm sure everyone here has been to one of those meetings where someone that's not working the steps monopolizes 45 minutes discussing a problem that they should be discussing through an inventory. And the meeting is supposed to be like a hope rally about how we can grow and change and become and get free. And that fact that we can look anyone in the eyes if they're an alcoholic and say, you don't have to die like this and you don't have to live like this and there's another way. So it says, from surrounding towns, families drive long distance to be present. A community 30 miles away. So they're talking about Cleveland, which is where I'm from, um, because it originated in Akron has 15 fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. Being a large place, we think that someday its fellowship will number many hundreds. That was written in 1939, and it's so funny because, you know, Cleveland's not even that big, and there's like a 1,000 meetings a week here, and I lived in Chicago, and there were 4,000 meetings a week there, and now there's Zoom meetings all over the world, and that's, you know, we can't even count how many there are. So whenever I hear someone complain about the meetings that they're going to, I'm like, go to a different meeting if you don't love it. Like, there's more than one option. No one among us... No one, I underline, no one is too discredited or is sunk too low to be welcomed cordially. And I circled the word if, I underline, he means business. And I wrote on the side, if he doesn't mean business, don't waste my time. And if I don't know how to identify that, remember on page 96, it tells me to not be discouraged if our prospect does not respond at once. Respond to what? Respond to the steps. Because remember, our responsibility is to take them for, through the first three steps, present the problem and the solution, and ask them, are you ready to do something about this? And if they are, we give them the directions for step four. This is done immediately. We do not wait for a certain amount of sobriety because I look at anyone that comes to us as someone who's dying, who's been in a burning building or who has just dropped on the ground and they're turning blue and they've been brought into the ER. I don't look at them and go, oh my God, you're totally blocked off. Why don't you go sit in the waiting room for 90 days and I'll come and let you know when I think you're ready to breathe again. So my responsibility is to see if they mean business. The way that we get to see if they mean business is if they follow the directions that are laid out in this book, not my directions, not like as Carly sees it. I do it as the book sees it. And it says social distinctions, petty rivalries and jealousies. These are laughed out of countenance. I underlined being wrecked in the same vessel, being restored and united under one God with hearts and minds attuned to the welfare of others. So we're always thinking what we can do for somebody else. The things which matter so much to some people, I underlined, no longer signify much to them. How could they? And the reason why they no longer signify much is because we've been to hell, 
right? I, I love that saying that religion is for people that don't want to go to hell and spirituality is for people who have already been there. And there's no knock on people who are religious, but the concept is that we've all seen that gates of hell, right? And so um, I will call on you in one second, Kit Boston, because we're going to read one more paragraph and then you'll be up. Under only slightly different conditions, the same thing is taking place in many Eastern cities. In one of Tapa 162, these, that's New York City, I wrote above these, there is a well-known hospital for the treatment of alcohol and drug addiction. Six years ago, one of our members was a patient there. Many of us have felt for the first time, and you see this is capitalized, the presence and power of God. So if you don't like the concept of the word God, you can talk about presence or power. It's a feeling, right? It's not human. It's not us within its walls. We are greatly indebted to the doctor. The doctor they're talking about, and I wrote it down in my book, is Dr. Silkworth. And we want to know that because we want to give credit to the person who helped us start AA in attendance there. For he, although it might prejudice his own work, I underlined, has told us of his belief in ours. And that, this is not like, a woo-woo doctor, not like there's anything wrong with woo-woo. I love woo-woo. This is a medical doctor with a medical degree who had to stick his neck out in the 1930s and say, I believe in what these two drunks are doing. And I think that it's going to create a huge change so much so that he let them come in. Bill and Bob, a proctologist and a stockbroker, come in to his hospital where we were locked up for alcoholic insanity. And he let us walk through and point to the ones who he thought might benefit from this work. And they were released from the hospital and they were given the opportunity like we've been given to live normal lives, not locked up. So I've got Kit. It's up to you, Kit. You're all you're all up. Go for it. On 162, and it says, every few days, this doctor suggests our approach to one of his patients. Understanding our work, he can do this with an eye to selecting, I underlined, those who are willing and able to recover on a spiritual basis because we know that there's work to be done. The way that we get to do that as sponsors is really, really simple. The way I know if someone I'm working with is willing is if I give them directions out of the book about how to do the steps and they do it, that means they're willing. If I give them the directions and they don't do it, that means that they're not willing. Again, no judgment, but the book is very clear in working with others how to do that and not to waste time because we don't want to prejudice the person that we're working with if we keep pushing something on them that they're not willing to do. The way that I've become willing in the program is by being miserable and depressed and broken by trying to do it the way I'm doing it and it not working. And each of us has our own level of pain and threshold of willingness. And it's not for me to say, you know, I don't think you're willing. And so therefore, you know, good luck with yourself. I just say, when you're ready to do the work, let me know and I'm here to help you. Anybody with anything with that? Okay, so it says, Many of us former patients go there to help. So that's the reminder again. If you get free, we need to keep going back and be of use. Then in this Eastern city, there are informal meetings such as we have described to you, where you may now see scores of members. These are the, the same fast friendships. There is the same helpfulness to one another as you find among our Western friends. So they're saying it doesn't matter where you're doing this. The same concept is, is there, that you show up for each other. You're willing to help. You invite them in. This is the only organization I've ever been part of where all are welcome, where there is no hierarchy here, even if people think that there is, where there is 
it's just inclusive. If it's done well, it's just inclusive. It says, there is a good bit of travel between East and West, and we, we foresee a great increase in this helpful interchange. Someday, we hope that every alcoholic, I love this so much, who journeys will find a fellowship. When they capitalize fellowship like that, I'm thinking of it as what we are doing here, which is the practicing and teaching of the 12 steps. Because even though it's great to find friends to have coffee with or play cards with or go out to dinner with, that will not sustain me in my spiritual growth and will not remove the mental obsession. It just won't. The fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous at his destination, which means I am responsible. I've only gone to one massive conference. It was in Canada in 2005. And the theme of it was I am responsible. That when anyone anywhere reaches out, I want the hand of AA to be there. And for that, I'm responsible. So that's why when I was going to meetings in person, if I was a greeter and there were six other greeters and I couldn't show up, I would reach out to someone else to take my greeting position. And that sounds silly. Like, why can't you just have one of the other five people do it? What if all six of us decided not to show up that night and then nobody was at the door greeting? And how important it is to be welcomed into a place when nobody else wants you. And so... My responsibility is to always have a place here and to always make sure that I'm doing my my job. And it says, to some extent, that is already true. Some of us are salesmen and go about. Little clusters of twos and threes and fives of us have sprung up in other communities through contact with our two larger centers. Those of us who travel drop in as often as we can. This practice enables us to lend a hand at the same time avoiding certain alluring distractions of the road about which any traveling man can inform you. And before I open it up to you guys, I have to share in the 22 years that I've been sober, I've gone to meetings wherever I travel. It's hard to even remember what it's like to travel because of the pandemic, but I'm sure that's going to happen again, God willing. And I've gone to meetings all over the world. And I find that there's something so comforting in, in that major same through line. But like Lee was talking about, there's also differences. And I could look at it and go, why aren't they doing it like this? And why aren't they doing it like this? And I did that. One time I moved um, from Cleveland to Chicago. And instead of trying to find the similarities, trying to be open to the message, I was comparing and not in a positive way. I was like, they're not doing it right. And I was the one who was miserable and they were fine. And what my job is when I go to these places is to bring the light and to bring the openness and kindness because you never, ever know when someone's going to need to hear the message and it's my responsibility to bring it. So does anyone have any comments or questions? At this? It says, thus we grow and so can you. And this is one of the parts of the book that makes me feel all the good feelings. It says, though you may, you be, so I'm thinking that, that the first 100 men and women are literally talking to each one of us. Though you be but one man with this book in your hand, and I underline that, I underlined, we believe, that's the first 100 men and women, and hope it contains all you need to begin. And next to the word begin, I wrote spiritual journey. And on the top of the page in big letters and a star, I wrote book contains directions and solution book contains direction and solution so we are currently in possession of a book that the first 100 men and women who wrote believe it contains all we need to do to begin and this has been a through line in this book over and over and over they keep reminding us that the book we're holding in our hand is the message and it has everything we need 
And that means I don't have to go out and get anything else. I can get something else to add to it, but this also has all the solutions I need. And it says, we know what you are thinking. It says, you are saying to yourself, I'm jittery and alone. I couldn't do that. And I can tell you, I remember sitting outside my parents' house. I was newly sober and miserable. I finally started working with a woman in the book who was scary. And she told me to underline and highlight and all this stuff. And I said, why do I have to write all this stuff in my book? And she said, one day you're going to be taking other women through the book and you need to have everything that I have in the book. And I looked at her as if she told me I was going to one day like produce a chicken out of my body because nobody was asking me for any guidance in any area of my life. I was called crazy Carly. I was on so many different medications and I was jumping around like crazy and I couldn't sleep at all sober and I couldn't function and I was sweating and I was nuts. And I remember thinking, you're crazy, but I was scared of her. So I did what she told me to do. She's no longer sober. She's one of the four sponsors that I had that went out after 10 plus years of sobriety. But I did what she told me to do. And I wrote down everything in the book and I've been studying it ever since. And I've taken thousands of people through the book because she told me it was going to happen. And I didn't believe it. And you don't have to believe it. You just have to do it, which is like the beauty of AA. It says, but you can. You forget that you have just now tapped, I underline, a source of power much greater than yourself, which is so exciting because I always felt lost and like I didn't have anything to offer. And I wrote on the side, what we can do together with God is beyond what I can do alone. What we can do together with God is beyond what I can do alone. The the word we is the first word of the first step. The first time I was ever asked to present a step at a 12-step weekend, which is not AA, just a bunch of AAs that do steps. And it's a magical place if they do it well out of the book, and you know, following the, the 12 steps. I was asked to present step one. And we were told very, very clearly, you're not allowed to step on anyone else's steps. So you're only allowed to talk about your step. You can't talk about any of the other steps. Well, step one, if you just read it and you pay attention to what it's about, which is about the mental obsession, the physical allergy, the uh, placing ourselves in a position where no human power could relieve us of our alcoholism is really, really dark and does not have any hope in it. It's just the problem. There's nothing about step one that has any solution. It is just addressing what's wrong. But when you put the word we in front of it, it makes the darkest night of our soul, the darkest part of our life, become something that we all can have experienced together. And it takes us to the next step. Because when I'm by myself looking at it, there is no other solution. And I had to embrace the we of the program. And that makes me intensely uncomfortable because I believed to my soul that I couldn't trust anybody. And out there, that was how I survived. And in here, I was not going to trust anyone. And it almost killed me in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. So I need to remember that together, we're more powerful. It says, to duplicate with such backing, what we have accomplished is only a matter of, so here's all we have to do. I underlined, willingness, patience, and labor. It doesn't say prayer. It says, I need to be willing to do the work. I need to be patient that it's not going to happen in the time frame which I'd like it to happen, which Scott Redman joked is at the speed of like a plane dropping to the ground because that's how long I'd like things to take. And labor, which is work. There is no way to do this without work. We play in that. 
where if we want to stay stuck in our own crap, then we don't have to ask for help. But if we don't want to live like that, all we have to do is ask for help and we will be given exactly what we need. We know of an AA member who was living in a large community. Again, they're talking about Cleveland. He had lived there but a few weeks when he found that the place, actually, I have, I don't know if Marianne's on here or Bray, but I feel like this might be Philadelphia. I'm not positive. We'll just be open to one of those two cities. It says, well, thank you. See, you learn something new every day. I just wanted it to be Cleveland because that's where I'm from. It's just Cleveland, everything, right? So it's Mount Clear, New Jersey. Okay, we'll be open to that. It says, this was only a few days ago at this writing in 1939. The authorities were much concerned. He got in touch with a prominent psychiatrist who had undertaken certain responsibilities for the mental health of the community. The doctor proved to be able and exceedingly anxious to adopt any workable method of handling the situation. So he inquired, what did our friend have on the ball? Our friend proceeded to tell him, and with such good effect, the doctor agreed to a test among his patients and certain other alcoholics from a clinic which he attends. Arrangements were also made with the chief psychiatrist of a large public hospital to select still others, and I underline this in red, from the stream of misery which flows through that institution. I need to remember the blessing of the year that it is today because it was not very long ago that alcoholics like me and drug addicts like me were put into institutions for life for alcoholic insanity and that was their life. We were given drugs to maintain and shut us up and we were locked up and put away from society and the stream of misery which flows through there that doesn't have to be like that anymore. It says, so our fellow worker will soon have friends galore. I underline in red, some of them may sink and perhaps never get, get up. And I need to remind myself that not everyone that I'm walking this path with will survive. We've buried so many people. I've buried more people that were working the steps that sat on my very couch that I'm sitting on right now that because I used to do big book at my house. We would do big book together. They were part of, they were in my phone. They were people that I would send other people to that needed help that were in the solution, but they didn't stay in the solution. They believed a lie that they didn't need to, and they died an alcoholic death. Most of them took their own life sober. And that is the actual truth about what happens to, to us with this disease. It says, I underlined, but if our experience is a criterion, more than half of those approach, next to the word approach, I wrote with the 12 steps. So if I approach you with the 12 steps and I offer you that solution, we'll become fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. I just want to clarify something here. Anybody that wants to be a member of AA is welcome to be a member of AA. All you have to do is say, I'd like to be a member. And congratulations, here's your membership coin, right? You're a member. You are welcome to come to a meeting every single day and be drunk or high and nobody cares. The only thing that's different is if you want the promises that are explained in this book over and over, we only have one way to offer that to you in AA. There's other ways to get sober, but Alcoholics Anonymous only has one solution and that's the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. So you just to make it clear, anyone could be a member of AA if they want to be. If you want to get better and you don't want to live life without living, death without dying, mental obsession, miserable life, sober, air quotes, the only solution that AA has to offer is the 12 steps. And that's uncomfortable for people to hear that don't want to work the 12 steps because it calls it out. Again, I'm not saying this is the only way to stay sober. It's just the only way AA offers.
when a few men in this city have found themselves top of 164 and have discovered the joy of helping others to face life again, there will be no stopping until everyone, I underline, everyone in that town has had his opportunity to recover. And I circled and underlined, if he can and will. And next to that, I wrote willing to do the work. So we offer the opportunity in step 12, what someone does with that does with the opportunity is not up to us. It's up to them. So we have to offer it. It says, still you may say, but I will not have the benefit of contact with you who writes this book. We cannot be sure. God will determine that. So you must remember, and here's what our sponsor's job is. I underlined, your real reliance is always upon him. Again, the word him is just God. So don't like freak out. I underlined, he will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. And I wrote on the side, why we have to do step 11. So it took me 13 years of sobriety before I found the fellowship that I craved. Okay, 13 years. That's a long time, but now I have it and it's awesome. It says, our book is meant to be suggestive only. Above that I wrote, but not the steps. People wanna constantly fight about this and I'll fight all day long with you because it's in the book. And the book says, our program is suggested and the program is the steps. The, su- the steps are not a suggested part of the program. You don't have to do the steps for the pro- our program. You're welcome to be a member, but if you want to get better, that's our, our solution. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. And I underline the whole paragraph. And here's what I want to add to my 11th step in the morning. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. I forgot to do that. I'm going to start adding that. I need to ask God every day, help me pay attention to who's still sick. That doesn't just mean an AA. I underline the answers will come if your own house is in order. In my little dark mind, I say to myself, if it's not in order, it's not going to come. So if I'm wondering like where my answers are, maybe I need to make sure my house is in better order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. So again, I can't give away something I don't have. See to it that your relationship with him is right. So first I need to become right with me and God. And great events, not might, I underlined in these circles and highlighted will will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. So I wrote on the side, steps to God, God to self, self to others. That's the order. Steps to God, God to self, self to others. And that's as a result of 10, 11, and 12. I just want to finish this last. Abandon yourself to God, underline, as you understand God, not as we do. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. They're talking about the inventory steps. Clear away the wreckage of your past. That's eight and nine. Give freely of what you find. That's 10, 11, and 12. And join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. I just want to highlight two things. The word trudge, I used to picture as like me, like kind of getting through the snow and like working really hard and being miserable. But it was told to me that in the 1930s, trudge meant to walk with a purpose and direction. It's not just miserable. It's walking with a purpose and direction. And I used to think it said the road to happy destiny. And it was explained to me that it's of happy destiny. This is the road. We're not going to get somewhere. We're on it. So the meeting is about to start the eight o'clock meeting. I love you guys. Next week, we're starting on the first page of the entire book. So please come back. And I welcome you to bring a friend. Thank you all. You're amazing. And I'm going to. I hope you enjoyed North Star Big Book Podcast. We would love to have you every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. 
information is in the episode notes. We will be meeting there virtually indefinitely. And if you are interested in checking out my story, my memoir, Seconds and Inches, is available on Amazon as digital audio with me narrating or paperback. You don't have to do it alone. And we're all here for you.